Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com Hey now, everybody. Welcome to episode 362 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson. Send you over to Jason Rugard. He's going to let us know what the hell we're talking about today. On tonight's episode, we are going to do something that we haven't done before. We're going to talk about television shows, but not just any old television shows. Television shows that are based on movies. And forgotten television oh. shows that are based on classic movies. Yeah, I boot. thought we were just doing forgotten television shows, but now that you say based on movies, I get I get the tie-in now. Yeah, you see? The movie, yeah. movie tie-in, yeah. Well, we are the movie Mavericks, so I figure we uh, stay consistent mm-hmm. at least. But yeah, yeah, we found yeah. a, a, a list of movies we have coming up, or a list of, of TV shows made from movies, and there are a lot more than you would think out there. And uh, I came up with about 30 of them that I found, so well, we're going like, to regularly kind of do this. Lots of years, decades of television, so... And these and are both, uh, oh, well, one of these is from the 70s and one's from the 90s, so... What we won't talk about is M.A.S.H., which was famously uh, made from a movie, but... But, the, the, but that was a, a hit show. Exactly, and these are forgotten, and... Right. At, There's plenty of those, though. Some gems in the bunch, but uh, a lot of misfires as well. And which one do you want to start talking about first? We have a television adaption of Police Academy and then one of Blazing Saddles, and they're both interesting so which one do you want to talk about first which one did you prefer over well, the other? Not, how about that we got police well, academy and black neither. Bart. <laughs> i prefer neither but let's talk about black bart first because i think it is the more interesting of the two this is a 22 minute um, sitcom format television show from about 1975 sure. so technically this is billed as a tv movie because only the first episode was ever released um from 1975 as you say it's called black bart so it's not even called blazing saddles and, uh, I mean, we'll just get right into the, the issue here is that there's like three or four seasons of this, right. That were actually made because of a only, con- only, only so that yeah, they could hold onto the rights of blazing saddles. Bizarre. This story came to light. Um, not that so long there ago. How many episodes of this that you, that doesn't, we've never seen. No one's seen. Someone has shot, edited, you know, Active, uh, I mean, I mean Louis Gossett Jr. is playing Black Bart in this. Um, yeah, I, there's so many people uh, involved in this, uh, shooting this, and it, it never sees the light of day. And no one, uh, I don't think you can find an episode of this anywhere. This, other than the the, ori- this, the original pilot episode, if you will, right? Have you seen any pilot, other episodes? No, I've only seen this pilot. I So recently, to, to back up a little bit, Kevin Smith, did you see his uh, his talking about this on his podcast? No. Because, okay, so this got a second kind of boost recently. But this isn't a new find. This episode, this pilot episode, and let me stop myself there and say. This was on it, TV. If you're listening to this, you can go to themoviemavericks.com. And if you go on the podcast mm. page where this is, I have links to the YouTube uh, channel. So you can watch both episodes of what we're talking about. So you can clear yourself in if you are so inclined. But this actually came as part of the 30th anniversary a disc back in like 2004 i want to say this well, was yes, on, this was that on tv long before that it had one airing apparently they did play this no uh, i don't believe that's true i believe that this was played uh beyond that um uh sooner than that i, I think people played this because uh, i watched uh, one 
I cannot remember the logo of the television channel that was that was on it, but it looked like a um, kind of like a Nick at Night type thing, and, and yeah, like something like that, you know. So it was a cable channel that uh, that had aired it. Well, it had been um, on the DVD, and apparently so it had a had few airings. It's been around. But Kevin Smith but recently talked about it, and, mm-hmm. and interest kind of flooded, and it came out that they had all these seasons that were done just as a big fuck you to Mel Brooks so that they could keep the rights for longer and possibly produce a theatrical sequel to Blazing Saddles, which he thought, you know, I'll put the stipulation that they got to make a television show. And like you said, they wrote and directed how, like, at least three seasons of this. That has, at some it, point, it might be might be four seasons of this. And and the the contraction the uh, the contraction the contract to this uh, did not actually stipulate that they had to show any of this. So they just made a do- which makes you really really want. I, I really want to see it. Like I would watch all of it because I have to know. What do you? What, what's the quality of shit that you're churning out for something that you know is never going to see the light light of day? It is a curious. Uh, it's a curiosity in the fact that well, the it, Corman Fantastic Four is not bad. It, it, this uh, isn't as bad as it as it should be. Let's actually review the show here. I don't know about um, that. It's pretty bad. I don't think it's excruciatingly unfunny. <laughs> I just think that it there is this insistent canned laugh track that fills in every dead space of all the jokes that fall flat and that to mm-hmm. me is just a fucking annoying but what's odd is that it was created by Andrew Bergman who directed Honeymoon in Vegas and while this is a thankless task it's it's not terribly handled by Bergman and his writers and I don't know as being a backdoor move by Warner Brothers to save the rights for a possible sequel they could have done what much did you worse, like about right? this? I mean, this is really... Well, I don't think they could have. I, this is such a basic story. I don't even think I would have written this. I could have just showed up uh, and said, let's shoot this, you know? It's so... Uh, uh, unfi- to be fair, it is of its time period, and I've yeah. seen a lot of shows um, from this time period that appear to be about absolutely nothing, and nothing really happens in them. Um, but the thing about that is that regardless of that, they do have some type of charm to them. And this does not have that charm. And one of the things I found interesting about this is, is the movie uses comedy to skirt around a lot of issues and a lot of racial issues and things, but it also does it in such a smart way that it brings it to the forefront. And this show does not do any of it. It doesn't even attempt that. It just says like the N word, like throughout it entirely. Well, to be fair, there's racial slurs on both sides. I mean, he's, he's saying certain things to them too, but it's it's, it's well, of its fair time. About that. I'm I just saying it was, that it's it, weird, right? I thought it was on television. All in the you family. can say this stuff, but in the in, in the theaters, you couldn't say this. Yeah, I was kind of blown away at you know they were using full on profanity at some points, and this is 1975. So I thought, well, they maybe they didn't ever intend this to get past censors, so or show to censors, so they could just oh, kind of well, get away with whatever. Um, but <clears throat> what a thankless task to direct this, and that pilot was directed by Robert Butler a veteran of a lot of the television shows like Hill Street Blues and Moonlighting, and I think his sole mm-hmm. theatrical film credits, uh, the mid-air thriller Turbulence, which was an absolute shit show back in 1997. So <laughs> it, people took time to, to do this, and I thought there was a bit of charm in Louis Gossett Jr.'s performance. He's no Cleveland Cleveland Little. I, as, as Sheriff Bart, I... Uh-huh. I didn't hate him. I thought he was by far the best thing about this. The guy who's redoing sure. the Gene Wilder role, he's doing an okay impersonation of, of what Gene Wilder did, but this this doesn't go anywhere Hardly. near the classic. But <laughs> this show would be so canceled today. I mean, could you imagine? And who? Well, but that's one of the issues of today, right? Is that this, well, I mean, first of all, if you really want to talk about 
the again you, that would go back to the difference between Blazing Saddles the movie and and this right so which one so you're right this would be canceled 100% but the sad part about that is that Blazing Saddles the movie would also be canceled yeah. that's how crazy today's world and is and one's much smarter and more satirical than the and I would agree yeah I would agree that this one you might want to just cancel it because it just doesn't attempt to do anything really it the jokes in this are like not even like you said they have that laugh track that plays and it's like it's not even funny it's not even a joke it's like just something happened and then you waited for a laugh it's not even good guys um and then yeah to play the racial stuff up and not really have it be a joke but just to have it put out there for all to see it's like good god that's not like i don't like these like the guy that they show up to sell him the gun and stuff at the beginning of the movie and it's just like god i hate this guy he's in here using the n-word and talking well it's just like this guy's not a nice guy yeah it's <laughs> you know i mean didn't you find yourself hating people in this just for, for i thought the, it was the things that they kind of said in their attitudes and shit it was like oh I can't remember if I already brought up this point or and not, I'm but not, I'm, I'm I, not, it kind of like it was all in the family. It's kind of an Archie Bunker type vibe about this thing, a Jefferson's kind of thing. I, I felt like, uh, uh, but it wasn't done in in a manner that you could say that but was not smart. Black Bart it was wise. too I mean, that, on only, the nose with a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, that would only work if like Archie Bunker was people were running around calling him like a white piece of shit or something, you know? Right. I mean, it just doesn't like it doesn't come off very well. I don't know, and I'm not. You know, a woke person. I wouldn't consider myself woke, but this is definitely something that does not play well in today's. Uh, oh no, no, no! Into, into on today's television, you know, it's just like, oh god. It does remind you, though, what a good actor that Noble Willingham is, who was very good in Walker, Texas Ranger, and The Last mm-hmm. Boy Scout. Who is in this? Who? What a good actor, Louis Gossett Jr. is an Oscar-winning actor. I think we all forget because he actually is really good in this. I just wish that it was better material. Yeah, because I would. There's no reason. Uh, that you wouldn't watch this other than just the writing, you know, because it's not shot poorly. It's shot like a Western television show from the from seventies. It's exactly what it looks like. It's what they all look like, um, and it's fine. The pacing is exactly what you would expect from it. So I, the only issue I would have on this is directly the writing, uh, the dialogue, and just kind of that it was just boring. You didn't find this a little boring? I, I, like, it I got sagged bored. a little bit in the middle. I got to be honest with you. It did sag. And as I watched it kind of limp there, I kept thinking of the 1999's Wild Wild West. And then I began to think mm-hmm. about how the Western comedy mashup is such a tricky thing to accomplish. And then it's really only been done in Blazing Saddles. And I think the closest cousin to Saddles would be the overlooked and forgotten 1993 TV series, Briscoe County Jr. starring Bruce Which Campbell. Which great. Yeah, which actually has a sci-fi element and and does this mm-hmm. kind of thing uh, well, which is that comedy in the Western and the wink-wink at the camera, but it, the whole racial angle is not there, which is um, a big point of Blazing Saddles and Black Bar. Yeah. But it's I guess a as a whole, part. this genre is very hard to pull off, this Western comedy thing. Like I said, it's only been really done once, as far as I'm concerned. Blazing Saddles. Yeah, Blazing Saddles. I mean, the, the I'm trying to think of a. I mean, you. you, I, you I suppose you're going to say Wagons East is not funny. Uh, I mean, are you going <laughs> to East say is it's terrible? East? Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, I, almost heroes. Hey, is not let's, funny. Yes, almost heroes. Exactly. It's hysterical. These are movies. These are movies that when I go in and I see them, I think this time, this fucking time when I watch this, it's going to be, be good. Yeah. You know what I do that with? I do that with knockoff, that terrible Van Damme movie. I go this fucking time after 22 years, I'm going to enjoy this piece of shit. And then it's, it's just not there. And I would put I'm almost sorry, heroes it makes you watch in that it as makes well. You, I still want to watch it. Yeah. 
I still want to watch, uh, you know, these, these particular movies. I, for the people who are in them, I'm like, this this could be a really great movie. Maybe we're missing something. If you guys can think of out there, if you're listening here and you could think of a of a Western comedy thing, leave a comment on the page and let us know like what Western comedy mashup that we're missing yeah, that I'm was such to think a, of any other a success. Ones, because uh, I, I could just think of more and more what failures. Are the other ones? Let's uh, look it up. Uh, yeah, it, it's got to be a whole list out there somewhere. I mean, I can't. We actually rattled off quite a few off the top of the dome that I'm, I'm impressed. Really, but I forgot about a couple of them. Wagons East. I mean, that's a that's forgettable. <laughs> In a lot of ways, there's certain yeah, movies mean, that have just fallen off the radar completely. Like, can you find Cabin oh. Boy anymore? Is that just like <laughs> gone? Do you know what movie I very, went down? That's a very Wagons East. Like, I went down a rabbit hole trying to find No Escape. You can't find that fucking movie. Remember yeah, the Ray Liotta movie? Be able to find that, yeah. Oh, sure, go on Amazon, try to find it. They don't have it available on Apple TV, Prime, none of that shit. The, on Amazon, they want fifty bucks for a fucking DVD. I found it on YouTube, but it's like. 380. I, I, P, I'm not going to watch. I mean, what am I? Fucking animal? I got to watch this in HD. We're in 2020. Let's look at this. 1990s Western comedies. There's more than one? So back to the Future Part 3? We're not counting that. <laughs> City Slickers. Uh, okay. I mean, that's, that doesn't... That's, that's, that's no, a modern... That's, I, yeah. Back to the Future is closer than City Slicker. A fistful of Fingers? Where the fuck that is? Maverick? Uh, maybe. Okay, Maverick... I, I will say Maverick's successful. Though, maybe. You got to say that's successful. I totally forgot Maverick exists. But it's not a comedy exists. in the sense that what, what I'm trying to get at. It's it's cute. Well, here's I'll Wagons East. <laughs> it's just not a comedy in the sense that, well, like Wagons East. It's not the same thing as that. There's like 10 people shouting into their fucking stereo right now. I told you assholes, Maverick. Yelling at me. Banditas. Oh, it's you not f- that's, really. that's only funny because it's so bad. <laughs> Let's see, 2010s. What do we got? Casa de mi Padre? Not really. That wasn't funny. Did you no, find that to be funny? not funny at all. The Ridiculous Six? If, you, if anybody a writes A Million in, Ways to Die in the West? God, there have been more shitty I forgot Western about A Million Ways to Die in the West. In the world. There's let's a whole see, let's go bunch. These are all terrible. Um, I don't, oh, Three Amigos. That's not... I was thinking about that earlier. Um, have you rewatched that recently? No, don't it's tell me it's not bad. as successful don't as you even would say think that it is. To me. Don't oh, do that. <laughs> go back and watch. It's talk about slow in the middle. Oh. Yeah. Oh man, that movie gets lost for a while. I mean, there are some classic like bits in it, but I rewatched it recently and, and it, it thudded a lot, a lot more than I thought. This happened with a couple of movies I saw hmm. recently, like The Money Pit. Um, did not flow as well as I, I recall. Yeah, I've seen The Money Pit recently, and it is a bit of a stretch lately. The fucking movie Mavericks. We start talking about TV shows. We start. We always end up in movies and are like reviewing you shit. You gotta talk about movies, man. Let's, On man, a movie podcast? Are you here. fucking insane? What else oh, we got Kapaloo. There? There's a good one. You ever seen Kapaloo? I have not seen Kapaloo. I like Kapaloo. That's a 60s one, though. Oh, I, okay, I thought you were talking about a recent film. I, I, I've heard of that movie, but I've never seen it. I'm not a big Western person outside of, you know, your, your Clint Eastwood type movies. I was never mm-hmm. into John Wayne or Gary Cooper, you know, these kind of, uh, those can these, be really good though, depending on, I, I mean, I respect are. the searchers and, and certain sure. John Ford classic, beautiful widescreen look of it all, but I could never get in. They always seemed very staged to me. You know, Waterhole they number three. That's another famous, which one? One Waterhole number three. Hmm. I mean, it's a '60s one. It's not that funny, but it's a um, a fairly famous one. Uh, Good, the bad, the ugly remake. That's as a comedy type thing. 
I mean, these I, are 60s movies that we're talking about, so adjust your... Uh, <laughs> if you're a studio <laughs> you know. executive and somebody comes to you with a comedy western mashup, you just shoot that I'll fucker support down your local sheriff. That's an, actually a very... Uh, That's a very famous um, one. Famous one. Uh, James Garner. Um, and that one's not bad. I mean, these are those are okay. I, I don't know. You, you gotta like well i mean the point is at that point you have to um slant that to the time period you know you're going this, back this is the 60s time. i went back too far yeah, yeah. 50 the, years the, the fair thing to say is that in recent time there really haven't been many and i think that the mel brooks stuff no matter what decade it comes out in is it's fairly um uh, ageless, you know, in that sense, it plays pretty much always. A laugh is uh, a laugh. So, Blazing Saddles, I would compare to any anything that they've tried to make in the last twenty years, and it beats it all. Yep, by far, by far. Yeah. And I would say, A Million Ways to Die in the West probably had more laughs than A Wild Wild West, The Ridiculous Six, and the other ones you named in there. And that was still a shit show, and not a very good movie. All right, let's talk about Police Academy, the television series. Yes, there was a TV show based on the Police Academy movie series. And not only was there a television show, there was a fucking cartoon show as well. Uh, a Saturday I know. I kind of wish we'd watch the cartoon one instead. We should have done that, too. We should have done um, that, too. Because this you know, was I so fucking boring, man. This was a 47-minute oh pilot. Oh, God. And like I it's said... It's so boring. This is available on our... our Vumerics.com on the podcast page that you're listening if you want to listen to this on there at the bottom of the page you can watch these episodes and not only the, I thought oh, yeah. the oh, best in that part case, about this this is a great you guys are going to want to watch it go to the Vumerics <laughs> yeah well I just thought mm. it's interesting because it has vintage 1997 commercials on there this aired in September yeah. of 1997 great. and I found that the most interesting about this pilot that I watched was trying to figure out who that actor was in the under armor mm. the under deodorant the uh, sure remember sure is sure still a thing Underarm yeah, deodorant? Sure. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Sure. And it was sure. Frank Grillo yeah. in this fucking old commercial that we're watching. And I he found that commercial. Incredibly young. Incredibly young. I found that so much more interesting trying to figure out who that was than anything going on in this fucking pilot, which sucks. It starts off. But it does. Okay, but, before we totally bash it, you do have to admit that it kind of. It, it definitely is Police Academy. It fits a vibe. It's 100% like Police Academy, but it fails at, at every instance of trying to be good. <laughs> it starts And not with that this, the movies are great, to be honest, but... The pilot though starts this. with this fucking terrible gag, Ugh. and it's all predicated on this, this dated gas shortage sequence that feels like it was originally mm-hmm. written to be included like in the 1984 movie, because that was like a 1970s thing. I could see that being like in the early 80s. I felt like the whole early sequence where this rascal character uh, ties a fucking hook onto this guy's truck to pull the bed off of it. Wasn't that the other issue with this, though, is that this is fucking 97. This came out in 97. You just said this looked like it could be in the 80s, and you're fucking right. This looks like a decade too late. It looks like they filmed this like 10 years before uh, it actually aired. In the main it character, does. Rich Casey, is this terrible Mahoney sub. Why not just make a Mahoney's kid or something? I don't understand that's why we have I this Mahoney-type character. But didn't it feel like that's what they were trying to go for anyway? Absolutely. That's what I thought the whole time. Because they kept saying, like, oh, you this Casey kid. Like, you know this Casey guy. And fucking like Ledbetter's like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna fucking get this guy. I, I, I don't know. The Captain Helfiger guy, played by John Flattery, um, the guy who's best known for the Happy Gilmore, the guy who antagonizes uh-huh. Adam Sandler by calling him a jackass. 
he continues that weird tradition that Commandant Lazard had, who was obsessed with his golf game. And those kind of like weird little moments, you know, where he's, he's putting and hitting and yelling four. I like that. Very the, 80s. It, it was a connective tissue to the series in a way that like, I was like, okay, these are characters yes. acting in familiar mm-hmm. ways that I'm understanding. But I, once again, why but are we not that... using these characters' names? <laughs> This, the movie series had run its course by then, right? Like, why are we not? Why? why oh, yeah. If it, um, if it exists in this world. When was when was the last Police Academy movie? I want to say 1989. I, I think and there was a TV run in 94. Mm, are you if sure I, it's not when? In, 89 was part six, I want to say. And I want to say 94 was like some weird so Russia. Mission to Moscow was the 94, 94 one. Yeah. And that had like maybe a, a skimp theatrical release. Mm-hmm. If, if at all. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it did yes it did what did you think about the meet cute sequence in where the cadets are forced to take the swim test for some inexplicable reason i don't know whether they they fucking like it made no sense yeah what even then he put like bras on her with with fucking foam from his bed in it that was was like like, one of the most i thought that was the most clever thing in the whole fucking script that he took foam i wanted to like to make a life jacket first of all it is i wanted to like that moment because that was the moment when he was like oh like this is gonna be my crew like i'm gonna be this and he thought oh this is gonna be the guy that everyone thinks is Texas that everyone thinks is this and that, but he's not actually going to be that, right? Which is which is a great setup for a comedy show like that, like Van Wilder type shit. You know, this is exactly what this is. Um, it is like that to have it be just uh, come down with when she goes back to his room and stuff. Like that scene is just like, oh come on, like we can like. Uh, we we started so well here, guys, and we just went nowhere with everything. Yeah, but I mean, Van Wilder is a better update to this type of idea to this type of 80s comedy right van wilder works this doesn't it does this doesn't turn anything on its head all the tropes are present the only like one I that's say, here this from feels the movie like it's straight out of the 80s like yes. just, it's not gonna like it, there's too much other shit on at this point that is not like this it's too silly it's right? clear to see why this didn't last for long. Michael Winslow is the only returning cast member. Apparently, mm-hmm. as the season goes on, there are references to other people and they make cameos. But Winslow is basically in a cameo role, but a re- reoccurring cameo role in this. But when the when the ex-boyfriend motorcycle gang leader of the little spicy Latina <laughs> female much. cadet kidnaps Horrible. and tortures the guy and, and, and then st- straps into a goalie net and starts taking slap shots at him. And then you get this weird thing where Casey and these fellow misfits take on the motorcycle gang in this winner-take-all fucking hockey game that takes the... This climax comes out of left mm-hmm. field that has nothing to do with anything that's come in the previous 45 minutes oh, leading yeah. up. It has nothing to do with the sport. Like, where did the hockey angle come from? Where the fuck did the... It's so bizarre. It's hard to believe well, you this know, lasted 25 episodes. Yeah, uh, uh, 26. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, this would have played much better uh, back-to-back with Police Squad, I thought, you know, which is an early 80s, obviously, Naked Gun uh, TV show, and that's just what it felt like. It just felt so ridiculous <laughs> why is it an hour long why wasn't it 30 minutes this um, show should have been 30 minutes it didn't deserve to be an it would hour have been long. okay if it was an hour long if it was better i mean i i like the the idea of police academy is good like and the the main character who's a guy who chooses you know the police academy instead of going to jail like all the setup all, all the, the the kind of like inner workings i guess of the characters and everything it, it's it works as an idea. Like, I think it's great, and the movies obviously prove that. So 
again, like we're just talking about execution, right? It's just bad execution. Same as with Black Bart. It's not good. Just, I agree. Yeah, you know. I do think that the original theme song or the score by Robert Folk is still a pleasure to hear. I mean, that's a great mm-hmm. theme. It's a great march. And, that's the best uh, part of the whole thing. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad they had that because really without that, you have nothing in sense because that at least ties you some sort of like nostalgic sentimental factor to the original series, which make, which got me through this fucking terrible pilot episode. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was this was a shortly lived series. It, it ran for one season spanning September 1997 to May 1998. And ever since then, the Police Academy franchise, property, whatever you want to call it, has been in a deep freeze. There's been talk of reviving it here and there. I think uh, was Kevin Spacey was going to take a crack at it oh, at one point. God. But, um, this was years wow. ago, I want to say. Uh, there was names yeah. attached. I forget. There was some big names attached to it I mean, over the cancel years. Cancel culture would have ate that up. Yeah, this is no longer going to happen. I mean, uh, and it's, it's, an, it's a very 80s idea, too, because it was based on a real hiring spree sure. by the LAPD, right? And yeah, the NYPD. but... but- we're getting Top Gun too. Like I don't know if it's fair to say an '80s idea doesn't doesn't can't translate or can't be uh, done today. You know, you could do Police Academy today. I think you could have done Police Academy in the '90s, but I think the mistake is not updating it. It's just doing it as if you were still in the '80s. Yeah, that, well, that's, that's I over. think what the with the I don't want to say genius. I hate to say that, but I think that's what the clever aspect of the 21 Jump Street movies were was that they were acknowledging at the same right. time they were updating and turning things on their head, which I had mm-hmm. said originally that this does none of that. And, and I'd agree not with Not only that, does yeah. it take the tropes of the movies, it feels like it takes all the soggy parts of the movies. And this pilot takes way too long setting things up that you know are already going to be in place. You, you know who the whipping boy is. You know who's going to be this. You know, it's just everything is so um, plot. It's not foreshadowed. It's just predictable, I guess. <laughs> Um, and um, I, I really think that this is the weaker of the two on today's show. What do you think? I don't. I mean, it, this would be, you know, if you put these two in the ring and had them try to punch each other out, it'd be one of the weakest fights I've ever seen. It would just go on forever. <laughs> They're both horrible, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. And uh, they are forgotten. Nobody remembers these shows. It's, it's hard to find them. Nobody would. I don't, I don't know who, well, the other one, obviously, I mean, black Bart is for obvious reasons, impossible to find. Um, but that is the only one that I would really be. I have no interest in this police Academy uh, whatsoever. I'll I'll go back to the movies and watch those. Thank you. That's my litmus Um, test for moving forward. When we do these, uh, look back at forgotten television shows, that black Bart only because, it's kept from me. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's forbidden. So we want yes. it. Um, it's the fruit. But that's the, the litmus test for these episodes moving forward is going to be, would you, we'll, we'll both have to answer this question, would you want to watch another episode of this show? And the question is, would you want to watch any further episodes of Police Academy? I say absolutely nah. not. And I have no intention to watch any more of any of this. And I think you already answered yeah. this question, but I'll ask you formally, would you watch more of Black Bart? Yes, but only because of the only because I think it's interesting of what they might do in it to see what someone would make when they have no when it's not going to be showing right. It's like uh, yeah, I don't know. They're I in mean, a that vacuum. could actually be really fun because that could just be yeah, you're in a vacuum. It could be like people just fucking around and stuff. Like after a while, it, when you're three seasons deep into this, 
you're not going to give a fuck, right? Because at that point, you know the, the what the I fucking I think in the second season they would probably know though, right? You know what the rules are. You know that there are no fucking rules. Like there's no censors. No one's going to see if, this. If Lewis Gossett Jr. was telling people he was on this show, and people are like, yeah, right. Like, Isn't what, that the what other kind of thing? Deal did his agent I know. Negotiate? I want to know if Lewis Gossett Jr. has these fucking episodes. Like, someone has this shit somewhere. There has to be a vault. Where is where this? Yeah. yeah, where In is the Warner Brothers stuff? vault somewhere. But there was fires over the years. Release it, please. Yeah, fuck the... You know what, HBO Max? Fuck this Justice League Snyder Cut bullshit. I want all the episodes of Black Bart. I want Black Bart released. <laughs> oh, if they, if they did that, people would burn down HBO Max. It would be pulled off of every yeah. streaming situation just as fast as it went up. That's but as a curiosity, though. I would love to see what kind of tomfoolery they were getting away with uh, during yeah. when nobody was looking. Like, did the writers go wild? Were the actors just having a ball performing this like kind of dress rehearsal each week that nobody was well, going to see? Does the quality go down? Like, do they just like, what's the hey, budget? He, he, like episode three is it just like him? Is just Louis Gossett like just sitting there like for talking to his horse for like twenty minutes? Yeah, just <laughs> doing nothing. It's like fuck it, you know. Yeah, I think that Black Bart uh, is the stronger of the two, and I would recommend you to watch that. Although they're both curiosity factor very high for me because uh, I'd never really heard of either of these shows. I had heard of Black Bart because I had it on a DVD back in the day, and I put it on, and I couldn't get through it back then, to be honest with you. And this was the first time I successfully got through it. <laughs> and the Police Academy one was kind of a... Uh, I was on YouTube and came across it and put it on our channel. So... Go to MovieMavericks.com, go to this podcast page, and scroll to the bottom. You can watch both these episodes, or you can go straight to Movie Mavericks on YouTube and watch both of these. Uh, we're going to be back next week with two more shows. Do you want to let them know what we're going to do, or do you want to save it? Do you want to let them know uh, the titles? Know. All right, we're going to be looking at the one-hour drama of Time Cop, adapted from the 1994 Van Damme movie, mm-hmm. and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which was a short-lived Seven episode mm-hmm. series on Fox television that ran in 1992 that is as bad as, I, if I remember it correctly, it was like Parker Lewis Can't Lose, but on the most, <laughs> with the budget of Saved by the Bell. It was awful from what I recall, but I'm kind of excited to go back and look at that. Um, I did go back and look at Time Cop, and we will talk about that next week. I'm excited to talk about that one with you. Anything else you want to drop in on this episode? Any other last dig at Police Academy? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Let me ask you a question though before we do get off the air because I know you own every single Police Academy movie on some form of digital media, yeah, correct? I have DVDs. Yeah. What is your favorite Police Academy movie? Growing up and now as an adult. <laughs> growing up and now as an adult. Does things change for you like um, that? Like growing up, I love Return of the Jedi. Now I find that Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. Growing up, Rocky Four was my shit. Now it's like Rocky Three. I can't get enough of. Do you ever find yourself kind of like growing into different volumes of a series? Like, I really love Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock for some reason. Even though when I was a kid, I loved Part Six. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, the the Police Academy movies are. I don't know what to say about them. Like they, they go, they decrease in value, I guess is the further, you know what? Um, uh, oh, what's the, uh, no, I'm screwed. Um, what revenge of the nerds, yes. revenge of the nerds. It's you not know, unlike guys. that series where they go down. <laughs> yeah, they oh, get yeah. worse as they go along, you know, and the police kind of always were like that for me. Obviously 
I like the uh, the, the first one. Um, I, I, I was do, always partial I, to part two. Part two. I do remember liking part four. I haven't there seen was these one in a while, so I would need good. to. I think three and four were television movies well, on back Fox. Training was was always was was a staple on TV. Um, and as was two, yeah. So those may have played a long time, but I, some of the other ones, you know, five and six, I didn't watch a lot. Um, I didn't know they made that many. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm sorry. I thought you're talking about. I thought you were talking about Revenge of the Nerds. Oh no 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 no. So you're talking about the police academy There's movies? There's like right. four Revenge of the Nerds movies, I think. Growing up, I really liked. There would be like seven Police Academy movies if you count the the '94 one that we talked about. The Citizens on Parole one, I always kind of liked growing up. I don't know why. Yeah, Yeah. I I really liked that one. I would say would be the one that I liked the most. But and five, like five or six, two and three, I saw a lot because they were on TV a lot. Always on HBO. And um, yeah, and the first one it was probably the best movie, but only because it was. Raunchy, I say funny, put money into it, but yeah, it was the one that um, you know, the one that started it all, right? But it was certainly the one that they had the most faith in. I'll say it's that. Also, the rest of them felt like a felt more like a cash grab. The Police Academy series is bizarre in that it started off as this hard R, raunchy kind of Porky's s comedy, yes, and then devolved into this family friendly entertainment, and ends up as mm, not like only a Caddyshack a, type thing. By but the time, way softer. Me by the end. By the time you get to the end, yeah. We were watching those as in the movie theaters every That's year. That's why I didn't watch like five and six so much. Um, oh, I don't remember them being cartoons. very. They're just like, eh. They just exist, be, you know. If it became a live action cartoon and then but became maybe I a physical watch cartoon them again, I don't know. Maybe they'll be better. Uh, no, there's. <laughs> we talked about this earlier what do you mean? with Wagons East and almost came, almost here. Wagons East. <laughs> Almost Heroes and Police Academy movies. Maybe they'll be better, guys. Well, you have a lot of time during this shutdown, so you got time <laughs> to watch all these. And you guys out there have time to watch these pilots if you like. Like I said, MovieMavericks.com or the YouTube channel Movie Mavericks. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I'm Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com, warp 9. Engage! <laughs>